content of this program is intended for people who are blind and print impaired. Hello and welcome to our June 2023 edition of Heard Any Good Books Lately? A program from the North Carolina Reading Service. I'm George Douglas. This program is brought to you by the friends of the State Library of North Carolina, Accessible Books and Library Services, an organization of citizens, volunteers, and patrons, all interested in supporting the library and the services it provides. The Friends Group was founded in 1989 and now has more than 300 members across North Carolina. If you'd like to join the Friends Group yourself, we'll have information on how to do that later in this program. This program is all about books available from the State Library of North Carolina, Accessible Books and Library Services. The library has more than 86,000 titles in its collection. Books and magazines are available in large print, braille, and talking books as well. The library also has more than 11,000 patrons across the state. If you're not a patron but are interested in becoming one, I'll have more information at the end of this program. This month, we will take a look at some of the most popular books checked out in the month of May at the State Library of North Carolina, Accessible Books and Library Services. We begin the June program with a look at a book called Going Rogue. Rise and Shine 29, and it's by Janet Ivanovich. Stephanie Plum breaks the rules, flirts with disaster, and shows who's boss in this fast and fun thriller from the number one New York Times bestseller author Janet Ivanovich. Here's the plot. Monday mornings aren't supposed to be fun, but they should be predictable. However, on this particular Monday, Stephanie Plum knows that something is amiss. When she turns up for work at Venny's Bail Bonds to find that longtime office manager Connie Rosoli, who is as reliable as the tides in Atlantic City, hasn't shown up. Stephanie's worst fears are confirmed when she gets a call from Connie's abductor. He says he will only release her in exchange for a mysterious coin that a recently murdered man left as collateral for his bail. Unfortunately, this coin, which should be in the office just like Connie, is nowhere to be found. The quest to discover the coin, learn its value, and save Connie will require the help of Stephanie's grandma, Mazer, her best pal, Lula, her boyfriend, Morelli, and hunky security expert, Ranger. As they get closer to unraveling the reasons behind Connie's kidnapping, Connie's captor grows more threatening, and soon Stephanie has no choice but to throw caution to the wind, follow her instincts, and go rogue. Full of surprises, thrills, and humor, Going Rogue reveals a new side of Stephanie Plum and shows Janet Ivanovich at her scorching, riotous best. Now let's take a look at a book called Mad Honey. It's a novel by Jody Picoult and Jennifer Finney Boylan. Good Morning America Book Club pick, a soul-stirring novel about what we choose to keep from our past and what we choose to leave behind. From the New York Times best-selling author of Wish You Were Here and the best-selling author of She's Not There. 
Olivia McAfee knows what it feels like to start over. Her picture-perfect life, living in Boston, married to a brilliant cardiothoracic surgeon, raising their beautiful son, Asher, was upended when her husband revealed a darker side. She never imagined that she would end up back in her sleepy New Hampshire hometown, living in the house she grew up in and taking over her father's beekeeping business. Lily Campanello is familiar with do-overs, too. When she and her mom relocate to Adams, New Hampshire for her final year of high school, they both hope it will be a fresh start. And for just a while, these new beginnings are exactly what Olivia and Lily need. Their paths cross when Asher falls for the new girl in school, and Lily can't help but fall for him, too. With Ash... She feels happy for the first time, yet at times she wonders if she can trust him completely. Then one day, Olivia receives a phone call. Lily is dead, and Asher is being questioned by the police. Olivia is adamant that her son is innocent, but she would be lying if she didn't acknowledge the flashes of his father's temper in Ash, and as the case against him unfolds, she realizes he's hidden more than he shared with her. Mad Honey is a riveting novel of suspense, an unforgettable love story, and a moving and powerful exploration of the secrets we keep and the risks we take in order to become ourselves. Once again, it's called Mad Honey by Jody Peacolt and Jennifer Fenny Boyle. And just a couple of footnotes about them. Jody Peacolt is the number one New York Times bestselling author of 28 novels. Very familiar. We've read a number of her book summaries on this program. And the novels include Wish You Were Here, Small Great Things, and many others. And then about Jennifer Finney Boylan, she is the best-selling author of more than a dozen books. She is the inaugural Anna Quinlan Writer-in-Residence at Barnard College. Now let's take a look at a book called Rising Tiger, and this is by Brad Thor. Here is the plot for this one. An unprecedented, potentially nation-ending threat has materialized on the world stage. Though the United States has long been aware of the growing risk, administration after administration has passed the buck, fearful of the global consequences of engaging this enemy head-on. The clock, however, has now run out, and doing nothing is no longer an option. With the stakes higher than they have ever been, it is time to unleash Scott Harvath. As America's top spy, Harvath has the unparalleled skills and experience to handle any situation. But this assignment feels different and appears doomed from the start. Thrust into a completely unfamiliar culture with few he can trust, the attempts on his life begin piling up the moment he arrives. Someone, somewhere, knows far too much. With democracy itself hanging in the balance, Harvath will risk everything to untangle the explosive plot and bring every last bad actor 
to justice. Once again, the name of this book is Rising Tiger, and it's by the popular author Brad Thor. Now another author whose name we're very familiar with on this program, Sandra Brown. This is a book uh, that's relatively new by Sandra Brown called Overkill Brown. Number one New York Times bestselling author Sandra Brown delivers a riveting thriller in which a conflict of conscience for a former football star and an ambitious state prosecutor swiftly intensifies into a fight for their lives. Former Super Bowl MVP quarterback Zach Bridger hasn't seen his ex-wife Rebecca Pratt for some time, not since their volatile marriage imploded. So he's shocked to receive a life-altering call about her. Rebecca has been placed on life support after a violent assault, and he, despite their divorce, has medical power of attorney. Zach is asked to make an impossible choice. Keep her on life support or take her off of it. Buckling under the weight of the responsibility and the glare of public scrutiny, Zach ultimately walks away, letting Rebecca's parents have the final say. Four years later, Rebecca's attacker, Eben, the scion of a wealthy family in Atlanta, gets an early release from prison. The ludicrous miscarriage of justice reeks of favoritism, and Kate Lennon, a brilliant state prosecutor, is determined to put him back behind bars. Rebecca's parents have kept her alive all these years, but if her condition were to change, if she were to die, Eben could be retired on a new charge, murder, and that is, it could be retried on a new charge, which is murder. It isn't lost on Zach that in order for Eben to be charged with Rebecca's murder, Zach must actually be the one to kill her. He rejects Kate's legal standpoint, but can't resist their ill-timed attraction to each other. Eben, having realized the jeopardy he's in, plots to make certain that neither Zach nor Kate lives to see the death of Rebecca and the end of his freedom. Tight, ominous, and action-packed, says the reviewer about this book, Overkill is a suspenseful, twisty tale that features the handsome, troubled former NFL quarterback Jack Bridger, who after learning that the narcissistic predator who left his ex-wife in a vegetative state after a night of dangerous sex play has been released from prison after only four years due to good behavior. He joins together with the feisty state prosecutor, Kate Lennon, to do whatever it takes, even finally take Rebecca off life support to put her attacker behind bars for good. The writing is brisk and intense. The characters are persistent, driven, and multi-layered. And the plot is an eerie, riveting tale full of twists, turns, violence, desire, attraction, deception, danger, romance, and murder. Overall, Overkill is a menacing, alluring, edgy tale by Brown that has all the elements I've come to know and love in her romantic suspense novels, including a fierce heroine, 
a sexy hero, and a fast-paced, highly entertaining storyline that I can happily say I devoured in one sitting. Once again, the name of that book is Overkill Brown by Sandra Brown, and it, it sounds like a good one. And you're listening to Heard Any Good Books Lately, an exclusive production from the North Carolina Reading Service. I'm George Douglas. Thanks so much for joining me for the program today. Now we're going to move on to a book by another very popular author, Danielle Steele, and this one is called Without a Trace. Here's the plot. Charles Vincent seems to have it all. A beautiful wife, two successful children, and a well-paying career. Yet happiness remains out of reach. He is trapped in a loveless marriage, and his job is simply a paycheck. But his life changes forever one night as he drives along the Normandy coast, heading to their lavish chateau for the weekend. In one terrifying moment, Charles falls asleep at the wheel and veers off the road, plunging 30 feet down the face of a rocky cliff. Well, miraculously, Charles survives. After gathering the courage to climb to safety, he starts to walk, bruised, bloody, and desperate for help. In the dark of night, he happens upon a cabin where he meets the kind and beautiful Auda San Martin. They have an instant connection, and as she nurses him back to health, Charles begins to discover the passion he's been missing for so many years. In the aftermath of the crash, Charles has a startling realization. He doesn't have to go back. He could simply choose to disappear, to walk away from his old life. When his car is discovered, he'll be presumed dead, washed away at sea. If he stays with Alda, he has a chance at a fuller, happier life that he didn't know was possible. It all seems too good to resist, but Alda has secrets of her own, and before long her pasts catch up to them, threatening everything they have fought to build. What would happen if you were given a chance to walk away from everything in your life and start over with a blank slate, and you had a split second to decide? In Without a Trace, Danielle Steele tells an irresistible story of the risks two people are willing to take in exchange for a chance at the life they've always wanted. Without a Trace by Danielle Steele is a fast-moving romantic suspense set in France about a man who decides to change his life after a near-fatal accident. Once again, the name of this book is Without a Trace, and it's by the very popular author Danielle Steele. Now let's take a look at a book that uh, was written by the man, the author, who is undoubtedly the king of thrilling novels. And uh, that's his name, actually. You know him. Stephen King is the author. This is a book called Fairy Tale. Legendary storyteller Stephen King goes deep into the well of his imagination in this spellbinding novel about a 17-year-old boy who inherits the keys to a parallel world where good and evil are at war, and the stakes could not be higher for their world or ours. 
Charlie Reed looks like a regular high school kid, great at baseball and football, a decent student. But he carries a heavy load. His mom was killed in a hit-and-run accident when he was 10, and grief drove his dad to drink. Charlie learned how to take care of himself and his dad. Then, when Charlie is 17, he meets Howard Bowditch, a recluse with a big dog and a big house at the top of a big hill. In the backyard is a locked shed from which strange sounds emerge, as if some creature is trying to escape. When Mr. Bowditch dies, he leaves Charlie the house, a massive amount of gold, a cassette tape telling a story that is impossible to believe, and a responsibility far too massive for a boy to shoulder. Because within the shed is a portal to another world one whose denizens are in peril and whose monstrous leaders may destroy their own world and ours. In this parallel universe where two moons race across the sky and the grand towers of a sprawling palace pierce the clouds, there are exiled princesses and princes who suffer horrific punishments. There are dungeons, there are games in which men and women must fight each other to the death for the amusement of the fair one. And there is a magic sundial that can turn back time. As story as old as myth, and as startling and iconic as the rest of King's work, Fairy Tale is about an ordinary guy forced into the hero's role by circumstance, and it is both spectacularly suspenseful and satisfying. Once again, this is a relatively new book by the great Stephen King, and the book is entitled Fairy Tale. Now let's take a look at a book entitled Racing the Light, and it's a novel by Robert Crace. In the latest Elvis Cole mystery, young podcaster Josh Shue is on the verge of nailing a corrupt city official when the murder of his prime source, a porn actress, sends him into hiding. A hulking 26-year-old Shue short for shoemaker, prides himself on bringing the truth the mainstream media hides, whether that involves alien visits or conspiracy theories. Following the murder of Skyler, who works as a call girl to support her efforts as a visual artist, Josh's own life is in danger. When it's revealed that sophisticated surveillance equipment used by Chinese intelligence has been installed in his apartment, Elvis suspects the stakes are higher than he thought. The L.A. detective has other things on his mind. His lost girlfriend, Lucy Chenier, has returned to town with her son, Ben, who was traumatized by his father's sick plot to cast himself as a hero. Ben loves Elvis, but does Lucy. But back to the action, which involves a hapless bagman, a city councilman who sells out a low-cost housing project, a Chinese enforcer, and, of course, Cole's taciturn sidekick, the ex-Marine Joe Pike. 
Though the novel promises intrigue of a higher order than it delivers, Crace's affection for his characters, masterful pacing, and dry wit make this one of his best efforts so far. An unrepentant classicist, he keeps the traditional detective novel alive and well. An enjoyable mystery from a tried-and-true veteran. Sounds like one you might enjoy. It's called Racing the Light, and it was written by Robert Crace. Now let's turn to another very popular book this past month. It's called Encore in Death, and it was written by J.D. Robb. The homicide cop with a passion for justice returns in the captivating crime thriller series by the New York Times best-selling author J.D. Robb. Here's the plot. It was a glittering event full of A-listers, hosted by Eliza Lane and Brant Fitzhugh, a celebrity couple who'd conquered both Hollywood and Broadway. And now Eve Dallas has made her entrance, but not as a guest. After raising a toast, Fitzhugh fell to the floor and died, with physical symptoms pointing to cyanide, and the police have crashed the party. From all accounts, he wasn't the kind of star who made enemies. Everyone loved him, even his ex-wife, and since the champagne cocktail that killed him was originally intended for Eliza, it's possible she was the real target, with a recently fired assistant, a bitter rival, and an obsessed fan in the picture. With so many attendees, staff, and servers, Eve has her work cut out determining who committed murder in the middle of the crowd and what was their motivation. As one who's not fond of the spotlight herself, she dreads the media circus surrounding a case like this. All she wants to do is figure out who's truly innocent and who's only acting that way. Once again, the name of this book is Encore in Death, and it was written by the great mystery writer J.D. Robb. Now let's take a look at a book from the James Patterson School of Great Mystery Writers. This one is called NYPD Red 7, The Murder Sorority, and it's by Marshall Karp. Finding a single assassin in a city of nine million is daunting. Finding five is a nightmare. Join the NYPD Red Team in their most explosive case ever. The series from James Patterson and Marshall Karp has always been a must-read, but Karp's latest, NYPD Red 7, The Murder Sorority, tops them all, making it a must-read now. Lower Manhattan. A sniper's bullet ends the life of a high-profile New Yorker Five miles uptown, a second prominent victim has his throat slashed. And that's only the beginning. A network of professional assassins is on the loose in New York City. Trained by the U.S. military, they're on their own now with a new unit called Kappa Omega Delta, Killers on Demand. NYPD Red Detectives Kylie McDonald and Zach Jordan are called in to hunt them down. 
But these mercenaries are as gifted in the art of escape as they are in snuffing out lives. It is the biggest professional challenge the Red Team has ever faced, and before it's over, both Kylie's and Zach's personal lives will change forever. From writer James Patterson and Marshall Karp, this is a book called NYPD Red 7, The Murder Sorority. Now on our June program of Heard Any Good Books Lately, let's turn to a book by Lisa Jackson. This one is called The Girl Who Survived. In this deviously volatile, deliciously creepy thriller from the number one New York Times bestseller, Lisa Jackson, the lone survivor of a brutal family massacre, must uncover the awful truth about the fateful night that left her forever marked. Has she already had her last chance to be the final girl? All her life, she's been the girl who survived. Orphaned at age seven after a horrific killing spree at her family's Oregon cabin, Kara McIntyre is still searching for some kind of normal. But now, 20 years later, The past has come thundering back. Her brother Jonas, who was convicted of the murders, has unexpectedly been released from prison. The press is in a frenzy again, and suddenly Kara is receiving cryptic messages from her big sister, Marley, who hasn't been seen or heard from since that deadly Christmas Eve when she she hid little Kara in a closet with a haunting life-saving command. Don't make a sound. As people close to her start to die horrible deaths, Kara, who is slowly and surely unraveling, believes she is the killer's ultimate target. Kara survived once, but will she survive again? How many times can she be the girl who did survive? This sounds like a fascinating book, and it's called The Girl Who Survived, and it's by the number one New York Times bestselling author, Lisa Jackson. And here's one quick final note. It's a book called Endless Summer, Stories by Ellen Hildebrand. It came out in October of this past year in time for this summer. In Summer Days Again, Ellen Hildebrand offers nine delectable stories, prequels, sequels, and missing chapters from her cherished books, some of which have never been published until now. Inside the collection, for example, you'll find one called Three Years After Mallory's Blessing Death. Her friends gather for another eventful Labor Day celebration on Nantucket in the sixth wedding. Here's another one, The Marriage at the Heart of Beautiful Day enters uncertain territory when Margot Carmichael encourages her husband to reunite with his ex-girlfriend in the surfing lesson. In summer of 79, the three Levin sisters reunite after a decade after the summer that changed everything. And there are many more stories, nine stories altogether. The book is called In Summer Days Again. It's by the very popular author Ellen Hildebrand. 
And that's all the time we have for this month's edition of Heard Any Good Books Lately? I'm George Douglas. Hope you enjoyed the program. If you'd like more information about how to become a patron of the State Library of North Carolina, Accessible Books and Library Services, Google for Accessible Books, North Carolina Library, or call toll-free 888-388-2460. You can also use that same number and website to join the Friends of the State Library of North North Carolina. That's the organization that sponsors this monthly feature on books. This program is intended for people who are blind or print impaired. Heard any good books lately will be available right after the broadcast at our website, ncreadingservice.org. So long until next time. (laughs) 